guys happy saturday and welcome back to brutal the podcast where we're brutally honest because honestly it's brutal out there we have an amazing episode for you guys today um featuring jamie from text with shitty men on tiktok and instagram you can follow her Jamie is probably one of the smartest people we've ever had in this podcast. Honestly, she has so many incredible takes, so many good points. I just like love talking with her and I loved editing this episode because I just feel like every time I listen to it, I get something new out of it. So definitely worth your time. It's a little bit longer, I think, than our last episode or longer than most of our episodes, but there's a lot of good stuff in there. So hope you guys enjoy it. I want to make sure I don't go too long in my intro here, so we're just going to do two quick brief and brutals today. First one is a question we got via email. Also, just know anytime you want to ask a question anonymously, you can submit via the Linktree form. Um, you can also like DM us on Instagram. I know TikTok DMs are different, but feel free to DM us on Instagram, email us anonymously or not, not anonymously, whatever you want to do. But if you want to get a question in, um, feel free to send those over. So this one was about hinge okay not sure if you've talked about this before so sorry in advance if you have i want to know what to say when a guy on hinge asks so what are you looking for on here and also why they even ask that it gives me the ick and it makes me feel like they only want to hook up and they want to see if i'm with that too i usually just unmatch them as soon as they ask but is there a better way of going about this okay here is the thing like I know that it can get very tiring with the dating apps I know it can get like you start to feel jaded after a while and you assume like bad intentions from everyone I totally feel that with that said I think this is like a perfectly innocent question and like honestly a perfectly appropriate question to be asking on these apps I agree it's a little bit annoying but honestly I think just assume good intent unless you see otherwise right like unless they show you they're only asking that because they don't they're looking for something casual and they want to see if you are too but even then, like, better that they ask it on the app than, like, you know, you find out down the line you're looking for something different. Um, so they're probably asking it either because they genuinely want to know, like, what you're looking for and see if it matches up, whether that's something more serious or something more casual. And again, like, you'd rather know up front. Um, they also might just be trying to make conversation. Like, I think sometimes guys just, like, don't want to do the usual, you know, like, oh, hi, how are you? How was your week? Where are you from? And so maybe they're trying to they're trying to just make conversation. Like, hey, why are you on here? What brings you here? It's kind of like when you're at a bar and a guy is like, you know, like, what brought you here tonight? Or, like, whatever. It, it's a perfectly innocent question. I think either way, like, it's best to just respond with something like, just looking to meet new people or, like, I'm not really sure yet. Um, I think just because if you are, you know, husband hunting, um, like on hinge, or if you're really like seriously trying to meet someone for like a super serious relationship, um, you can scare guys away. Like if you say that, even if they might be interested in a serious relationship, I don't think they view it the same way as women do. Like, I think if you were to say, I'm looking for a serious relationship, they're, you know, they don't even know you. Like you don't know each other. Like this is the point, right? And like I've said this before, you can't possibly know what you're looking for with a person that you haven't even met yet. Like you can't, you may be looking for a serious relationship, but you may not necessarily want a serious relationship with that person. So it's honestly not even worth like bringing it up this far in advance, especially when you're like one or two messages in on the app. So I would just say something like, you know, I'm not really sure yet. I'm kind of just looking to meet new people, see what happens. Like something like that. Um, because generally that is what tends to happen on these apps, right? Like you're meeting a bunch of new people. You're going on some first and second dates. Like most of them don't end up like coming to fruition or like turning into anything super long term. 
Okay, second question. I matched with a guy in Bumble, and he seems perfect on paper. He has everything that I'm looking for. The only issue is that I don't exactly find him attractive. It's not that I find him unattractive, but he just isn't my usual type and not someone that I would necessarily be attracted to if I saw them in person. For example, I just don't know if I could ever see myself wanting to make out with this person. Should I go out with him and give him a chance and see what happens? Question mark. Maybe I'll be more attracted to him in person. Oh, she wrote, maybe I'll be more attracted to him in person. Or is this not even worth my time? Okay. So (laughs) here's what I'll say. And we actually talk about this in this episode. Um, A guy would never give you the benefit of the doubt like this. That's the first thing. Like guys are on Hinge or Tinder or Bumble or whatever. If they are not attracted to you, they're not meeting you. Like if they don't think that they would want to sleep with you, they are not going to meet you. And actually you wouldn't want them to because you like, is that what you want to say to your kids? Like, oh, I didn't find him attractive at all, but like I grew to love him (laughs) despite it. Like, I think be honest with yourself. Like if it's borderline, right? Like if you're like, maybe I could be attracted to them. I just can't tell based on their photos. Go for one date. Like that's one hour of your life. It's fine. But if you're like, wow, absolutely not like attraction wise, but they have everything you're looking for on paper. Sorry, sis, that's not your man. I've said this before, but like personally, I've never once been wrong about whether I think I'm going to be attracted to someone in person or not. Like when I see them on the dating apps based on their photos, I always know if I'm going to be attracted to them or not. And I used to go on dates with guys that I knew I wasn't going to be attracted to in like hopes that I would get there and like they would be somehow more attractive in person. It's not that they were unattractive. They just like weren't my type or they weren't my man, like whatever. And every single time the date was a waste of time because even if they had everything else I was looking for, like you do need to have kind of that like that chemistry, that spark. Like you have to want to make out with them. Plenty of fish in the sea. Don't do it to the guy. It's not nice. Don't do it to yourself. Like don't like take pity on him. Like nobody wants to be pitied. No guy wants to like hear or feel that you're just like really unattracted to him, but you're giving him a chance because of whatever else, you know, you think he has to offer you. That would be my advice. Again, if it's, you know, if you're not sure, but it's borderline, maybe go for a drink. But if it's a hard no for you, it's just going to be a waste of time for you and for him. And that is unkind. So don't do that. All right. That's all we have time for. Let's move on to Jamie. Um, guys, if you have any questions, write into podcastbrutal at gmail.com. DM us on TikTok or Instagram at brutalpod. Absolutely love getting your questions. I'll, you know, happy to answer anything. The question that your friends are sick of hearing, like send it in. That's what we want to talk about. Let us know what you think of the episode. Um, And without further ado, here is Jamie. Okay. All right. Welcome back. Uh, This is Brutal Episode. I want to say it's 16. I really need to start looking up the numbers before I record these, which I never do. Um, but I'm so excited to be here with Jamie from Text from Shitty Men, which is one of the funniest accounts on TikTok. Um, and Jamie is here to talk about a variety of topics today, including ghosting, dating app, deal breakers, red flags, green flags. Um, and obviously, we'll play a rousing game of Potter just in charge at the end. But welcome, Jamie. Um, and if you want to, you know, tell us a little about yourself. Where do you live? How long have you been there? Um What's your age? What's your relationship status? All that good stuff. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that we get to do this. Um, yeah, so I'm 32. I'm single. Uh, I live in Los Angeles. I've been here almost four years now. Um, I'm from New York originally. I grew up upstate in Syracuse in the oh, frozen wasteland. Cool. Yeah, and uh, I lived in Manhattan for the better part of 10 years before I moved out here. 
Um, so really, I only have Los Angeles, New York, and Israel, actually, to compare the dating scenes to. So mostly like major cities, um, yeah. so much anywhere else. Um, but yeah, the dating scene in LA, I mean, like most major cities, there are a lot of people well into their 30s and 40s who are still single. It's not considered abnormal. Um, but unlike many major cities, LA is so spread out. It's not as densely populated as urban areas. It's not a pedestrian city. It's very much a car city. So in order to meet people, whether it's naturally or in person, you really have to make plans and stick with them. Um, and I find, I think millennials and Gen Z in general are flaky, two flaky generations because, you know, we've had cell phones in our pocket for as long as we've been dating. Um, but LA in particular is a very flaky city. Um, so I find that there's, you know, a lot of last minute cancellations. People say things they don't mean like, oh yeah, sure. Let's, let's touch base. Uh, like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, let's get, get drinks like next week sometime. And, you know, like you can pretty much guarantee like <laughs> maybe like 25% chance they'll fall off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and there's a lot of like superficiality, a lot of clout chasing. Um, I'm definitely more conscious of my appearance than I was in New York, but that could also just be because I'm getting older. Um, but yeah, people are often looking to see like some, if there's someone better out there, you know, someone hotter, someone richer, someone more well-connected. Yeah, I feel you. I think like LA is so, it's funny. So I lived in Texas for like six years before I moved back to New York and okay. I'm from Jersey. But oh. I was like, Austin was so it had that sort of like laid back like California influence where like mm -hmm. I couldn't understand it when I first moved there I really could not like get it like my little east coast brain like was too yeah. I just couldn't get it like I would you know I'd go to hang out with my friends and I'd be like well what's the plan and they'd be like yeah, we're gonna sit in the patio like we'll fucking see what happens and I'd be like what do you mean like what are we gonna do right. yeah like I'm where so, are we going like, I'm so like just anti-bullshit in general like yeah. that's the thing that's like most east coast about me you know like i'm still like i don't mind that it's a little more friendly you know like, yeah 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 you know be a little more uh have some like make small talk like conversations whereas in new york you know you're just constantly shoulder to shoulder with people and everyone's just minding their own business like there are pros and cons to both but yeah i just i can't stand like don't say something like because you think it's nice when it's not nice like it's it's certainly not kind like it's just bullshit you know like yes. i don't say shit i don't mean and that i actually i say that to men on the regular like yeah when i said i wanted to do this with you i meant it like, I yes you to be quote unquote nice new york so. is almost like neurotic with the planning like now that i'm back i'm like wait a second people mm -hmm. are a little too cra i have to like get back into the mix like back in the swing of things like it's it's like people will flake if you if they're the type of person to flake. And I know that sounds like incredibly obvious and stupid, but it's like there are people who I have made a date from the dating app with like and they've been like two weeks in advance because it just hasn't worked yeah. out that we've been free. And then they actually like stick to the date and like show up two weeks from that date. And I'm kind of like, what's up? Like, what do we talk about? Like, it's kind of awkward. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, I appreciate you not being flaky and I appreciate you showing up, but it is such a different culture. It's really funny. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, like I feel like in New York, like also like in LA, you have your car and traffic to consider. So like if someone, if like I live like sort of on the West side. So if someone lives like all the way to the East, then like, unless I really like them, odds are I'm not going to go out of my way. They're not going to come all the way over here. It's far. I feel like there's a little more flexibility. A lot of people do work in Manhattan. So like you can plan like, okay, after work, we'll meet for drinks at this bar or whatever. But you're also, you're aware, like I'm not going back to my apartment for the, yeah. of the day. Like this. Yeah. Is you're it. just like, I'm out. Like, this is what it is. We're not going home. I'm actually big on the, like, I'll meet halfway or I'll have them come to me, but I actually have fully stopped going. I don't, I no longer like travel to men's neighborhoods. Like I refuse to do it. Cause I'm okay. just like, 
every time I've done it, it's turned out to be a guy who's just like lazy in other ways. And I'm like, fuck this. Like, uh, no, that's true. Yeah. That is, that can be a good indicator for sure. Yeah. So I get it. Like that's a barrier to set for yourself. But again, I think it depends. Like if I really like this guy, then maybe I'll do things that my more self-respecting blase side, like wouldn't, would just, no, I don't want to do that. I don't oh my God. If I like them, I'm like even stricter. I like won't even look at them. Like I'm like, no, uh, I'm not interested. Yeah. I feel like that's a difference between us, which we'll get into later. Like you're much more like, I feel like you're a little more avoidant, whereas I'm a little more like anxious, you know? Like, I'm definitely. Like, no, I don't want to fuck with that. Like feelings, forget it. Whereas I'm just like, eh. I feel it? you. I feel you. But that's why I wanted to have you on because I feel like we have very different views and I totally feel like all of my guests are like, yes, men. And it's getting mm -hmm. to be a little bit boring. So I was like, you know what? I need to have people on who like, have completely different views than me on some of these things. Like, I feel like we do have a lot of overlap, but we also have very different views. So I am excited to have you on. And I also feel like, so we found each other through TikTok because mm -hmm. um, I made a video about like, like rolling my eyes people who like write long letters to yeah. like their ghoster. And you yeah, were like, like no, fuck that. <laughs> so first, like, tell us a little bit about your TikTok account. Like, how did you start creating content? Like, why did you start making it? Who, like, I mean, for those who haven't seen your TikTok account, like what is mm -hmm. mostly the crux of it? Okay, so it's called Text with Shitty Men, which I was really surprised when I went to officially do it that that handle was available. So other <laughs> men were like, really? Like, you really? I thought someone would have taken that. Um, but yeah, so I started the account officially last November. Um, and I've always sort of screenshot interactions that are particularly memorable or funny or ridiculous, good and bad. Uh, so I do have quite a few of them from over the years. Um, and I started sharing a few of them on Instagram, like friends only stories where I call out these boys, like not necessarily for bad behavior, but just saying what every woman would be thinking in any given situation, just not saying out loud. Because again, you know, I'm from New York. I don't have the time for bullshit. I'm also Jewish. I've lived in Israel. I'm part Moroccan. So like, I'm very direct, you know, I don't want to be rude or abrasive, but I just don't have that tolerance for bullshit. Yeah. So often I would screenshot a conversation. I'd like put it on my friends only Instagram. Just be like, oh, I'm just healing the nation. One broken <laughs> fuck boy at a time. Um, and I joked to my roommate, like, yeah, I should start a business, you know, just teach young girls how to speak up for themselves when a man treats them like shit. Um, and that's the thing about being older also, just being out there longer. You just start to assume more agency and just give less fucks. And to me, no matter the nature of your relationship to a guy, you deserve to be treated like a person. You deserve basic human decency and respect. And I will die on that hill. It's like this notion that female sexuality is a reward for men for good behavior. It's just something we give to them when they treat us right, as opposed to something for us to enjoy for ourselves. Like to me, that's just sexist bullshit um and men should, be, men should be treating women like human beings even when they can do nothing for them so to dehumanize a woman who has sex with you outside of a committed relationship and treat her like she's less than is just pure misogyny and chauvinism and it's just one method in our society that tries to control our bodies and sexuality and you can see that manifesting in the ugliest of ways in our country right now so i just reject all that um and will actively fight back against that um, so yeah, I joked about starting a business to help other women own that, but I'm absolutely incapable of monetizing or capitalizing on any of my talents. I have so much creative energy, but no financial savvy whatsoever. And because I live in LA and work in entertainment, a lot of friends were convincing me, just start a TikTok, put it on Instagram, just put it out there. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I have the energy to keep up with it. I don't know if anyone will watch it. Um, but, you know, I just got to a point where I was like, all right, let's just give this a shot. Um, and so, yeah, it's almost a year later and here we are. 
That's pretty cool. That's like a huge following for only a year. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's really weird the way the algorithm picks things up, things that I would never expect, like videos that I was really excited about that just really didn't go anywhere. And ones I just kind of threw out there that all of a sudden just blew up. Um, So yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, It always picks the video where I like, like when I'm like, my hair is done and I look good and I make a video, two uh views. When I look (laughs) disgusting, they're like, 50,000 likes. And I'm like, thank right. you so much. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly for sure. Yeah. It's, it's just, you can't quite control it in that sense. Um, both good and bad. Uh, cause you know, I think we were going to talk about this as well. Like just how hyperbolic TikTok. And oh my God. It's so hyperbolic. Yeah. I always have to be either like I put on I call it like my TikTok voice and my mom calls mm-hmm. it like my witch voice like with all my <laughs> like when I'm podcasting or when I'm like making content or whatever because it's like in real life like I am I feel like I'm sort of like acting or like I'm doing like a you know it's yeah. a very exaggerated like version yeah it's like a customer service voice that yes. I put on a bit for sure yeah. where I'm much more polite and eloquence where I'm not as like my voice goes up like a couple octaves you know that type of thing yeah for same sure. I have to make it like, I have to make everything so extreme. Like you have to take such a, like, I swear to God, every TikTok that I make where I'm like unpopular opinion blows up mm-hmm. because people like want you to be, you kind of have to take like such an aggressive, like strong opinion, or, like strong stance on anything right. for people to really like, for it to get engagement, basically, like for there to be comments, for people to be fighting you in the comments, like yeah no I mean on all my posts like when I take an unpopular opinion or an extreme stance there'll be people in the comments arguing to the contrary or even if like those two opinions seem to contradict each other like literally one day I'm a fem cell the next day I'm Stop. <laughs> like if I admit to a mistake in one encounter no I'm gaslighting myself he was totally in the wrong or if I send a dude a paragraph text because he upset me I am an unhinged bunny boiler like it's just so hyperbolic and like I took one video down for the first time the other day uh, because like it was the, the content was definitely more extreme it was like a pretty like me being anxiously attached and me sending this guy a long text because uh, I felt like actually he unfollowed me on Instagram uh, which is I know is petty and stupid like I admitted that like in the but post why would he do that like that's petty of him exactly like what is it out of your day like you know I like you you say we're friends but you're gonna go and do that which was my point and literally people like freaked the fuck out they're like oh my god she has borderline personality disorder this is the most insane thing I've ever seen can we talk about the fucking armchair psychiatrist on TikTok oh my god I really can't like I am such an advocate of like mental health awareness and destigmatization but Jesus Christ not everyone is a narcissist not everyone not everyone's a narcissist it drives me out of my fucking mind like quite literally I I just am shocked on the daily by how many comments I see Mm -hmm. or receive that are I'm like you this is almost like dan- not dangerous, but like it's to the point where I feel, and I think I made a TikTok about this like two weeks ago, but it's like, I feel that the value of those words is like being diluted or like yeah. now no one takes it seriously. Like if you were to actually encounter like, a, you know, a true narcissist, like a true narcissistic personality disorder person, like, yeah. I don't know, it just is, I don't like it. Yeah, it's like things like, and also like I was thinking, cause I did take the video down just because it was just so much. It was causing me a lot of anxiety. It's the first time I've ever done that. Um, which I mean, I'm probably not as thick skinned as I should be to be putting a lot of this content out there. People like, say I, crazy shit. Yeah, crazy so shit. I removed it. Maybe I'll put it back up. I do want to respond to some of the content, um, like some of the comments, but you know, there were people who genuinely disagreed with me that were still like kind or like, yeah, yeah. That type of thing. But just the extreme reaction to it was really making me anxious. And I think like you and I um, had had an agreement actually about this on one of your TikToks where you were saying, you know, maybe it's not 
that you have an anxious attachment and that, uh, you know, you're just gaslighting yourself. Maybe he just needs to communicate better. Like sometimes it is just them being fucking shitty, you know? And so like, yeah, I agree. Like for sure. And I've addressed this previously. Like, yeah, I have an anxious attachment. I have like rejection sensitivity because, you know, I have like ADHD, a lot of childhood generational trauma, you know, and, but I'm proud of myself for like doing the work and working on that. But that doesn't mean that this guy wasn't also being a douchebag. And yes, like it was okay for me to like him and feel sad that he didn't like me. You know, that's, that's kind of the point that I was getting at where we had our uh, like opposing opinions on TikTok, which we can talk about the specifics of the ghosting, but really people are just different. Some people are more avoidant. They don't want, like I've had literally speaking of hyperbolic, I've had women in my comments saying, I would rather chew my arm off and eat it than let a man know that he hurt me. And it's like, okay, you do you. But at the same time, you think that's healthy? Like, clearly you're so uncomfortable with vulnerability and feelings that you would rather cause great bodily harm to yourself than see someone else own their feelings and tell a guy like, yeah, this hurt me. Because when I do that, I don't associate vulnerability with weakness or inferiority. Like to me, it's just me owning my emotions. Like, yes, this is how you made me feel. I'm going to tell you about it. And you can receive that however you see fit. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to change or he's going to even accept what I have to say. But I've said my piece. I did what I needed to do. And now I can piece the fuck out. But some people like just take that to such extremes. It's like, maybe you need to face like why this makes you so uncomfortable instead of judging like someone else's approach. Yes. You know, to me, I get very suspicious of people who say there's only one way to do things in dating. It's either they're insecure or they're selling something. And that doesn't mean there aren't some good dating coaches that do have great information or there aren't some great books out there you should read. But to me, the only rules are be the best version of yourself and don't be an asshole because you really shouldn't have to minimize different versions of yourself or only put things out there that are supposed to appeal to men and make them comfortable when really you're trying to find someone who's going to accept you exactly who you are. They're going to find out eventually. They're going to find out eventually. (laughs) Sure. Like I just, uh, that's the thing. There's this great talk um, by this, I think he's British, his parents are French. His name is Alain de Botton. He's like a philosopher, like modern type of philosopher kind of guy. He writes all these books and he has this YouTube channel called The School of Life. And one of his most famous TED Talks was called Why You'll Marry the Wrong Person, which it sounds like it's something about marriage, but it's not really about that. But his point overall was that you cannot have perfection and have company. Humans are difficult. We are all crazy. We are all mad in our own little ways. And so you have to sort of find what's acceptable to you, what you're willing to put up with. It certainly doesn't mean there aren't hard deal breakers or like just bad behaviors or destructive dynamics between two people. But, you know, this idea that we'll meet someone who will be our soulmate and they'll accept us for exactly who we are. We'll just be perfect for one another and love each other eternally. Like, no, you're people, you're flawed. Like you're going to get on each other's nerves from time to time, you know? Yeah. just be honest about who you are, what your flaws are, work on them, please, you know, again, go to therapy. It's great. Um, but at the same time, you know, you're not going to have perfection, even right. with the person who's the love of your life. My master thesis is basically that we have all as women been fed this like really huge bullshit lie our entire lives that there's going to be this one perfect soulmate, like this one mm-hmm. Prince Charming that's going to come and like complete us. And that like, everything is going to be like roses and everything's going to be great from there. And I think that it like, it does two things. Number one, 
it causes you to fall like really fast head over heels if you don't know any better into relationships that are, you know, like at worst, at best, not right for you. And at worst, like toxic and abusive because you're so like invested in this idea of like, yeah, you know, feeling that, right. That you yeah. aren't able to like see past that. And I think like, that's what it does on one hand. Then on the other hand, it's like you said, it's like people on the other end of the spectrum, they have these unrealistic expectations of like mm-hmm. perfection and like their every single need being like met and like everything will be perfect. And it's like, it's never going to be that way. Like, and I'm, my thing is like, I'm a realist. Like, Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm very, I'm not really interested in like the ideal. I'm interested in like the real, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. And that, I mean, that's great. Um, I mean, for me personally, I actually, I'm, I'm such a nerd, by the way, I apologize for all these that's articles okay. and books and like I'm going to reference. Um, but the one I read the other day, it was actually by one of the co-authors of the book Attached, which is very popular on TikTok, which it is a good book. I would recommend. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like all things in psychology, it doesn't, ex- your attachment style does not explain the entirety of your being and personality, but it's definitely great information to know and be aware of. Um, But one of the co-authors of that had an article in the Washington Post about basically like, yes, soulmates do exist, but it's not one person because the way the human brain works, we have the neurocircuitry to sort of form those connections over and over again, over time with people who we sort of feel we just click with. Like when you sort of have that spark, whether it's in a romantic context or with a friend where you can't just really explain it, just something is there right off the bat, which of course can be misleading if you don't actually know the person, whether it's a friend or a romantic interest, you know, like I've only had maybe like five or six guys in my entire life where I've like really felt that spark with. But I think the reason that infatuation went on is because I didn't date any of those guys. You know, I didn't actually get to know them, see their flaws, see firsthand, like this is why it didn't work out. Um, So yeah, that's like also very interesting Um, uh, because I don't know if you see this on like sort of the red pill side of TikTok. They're so obsessed with pair bonding and they're obsessed. Oh my God. And just the idea that promiscuous women totally destroy their potential to pair bond and have happy, successful marriages. And when this article literally proves otherwise, because no, you have the ability as a human being to do that over and over and over again, you know? So there's that. And also what you were saying with like being a realist and, you know, being fed this idea that Prince Charming is going to come along. Uh, I had this teacher back in the day who's at like a religious uh, Jewish girl's seminary in Jerusalem, but she wrote this great book uh, called I Only Want to Get Married Once. And it sounds more like it's geared towards relationships, but really it's about sort of knowing yourself um, and like what values you need to have and like be aware of, which I think that's really what's at the heart of successful long-term relationships is those compatible values and sharing the same ideals, even if, you know, your interests don't necessarily align. Yes, yes. your goals should be somewhat compatible. They don't always have to go hand in hand, but they should certainly shouldn't contradict one another. You know, if your goal is to live in a certain country and work in this job, whereas someone else, that's just not in the cards for him, then yeah, you have to be realistic and long-term, you know, even if you do have that very strong feeling um, toward that person, you know, might not work. And also there's a difference between infatuation and love. And I think oftentimes that spark that we feel is infatuation. And she likened it, the word we hear, when we hear Tinder now, we think of the app, but the literal Tinder, because this was back in like 2010 before that app was launched, but the literal Tinder, when you start a fire, that's sort of like the spark and infatuation, but it's not going to burn 
long enough, it will burn fast uh, and it'll burn bright, but it'll go out really quickly. Whereas you need sort of the firewood to form that long-term relationship and keep that fire burning going. So that's more like the ideals and values, like that firewood is more the long-term love. So it's great to have that spark to get things really going and form that long-term bond. But if you don't have those compatible values and goals in the long-term, then yeah, and that doesn't sound as romantic because you know just falling in love at first sight and living happily ever after, but this is reality. So it's not always as romantic, sorry guys. And I'm like um, a delusional, hopeless romantic, but I'm, I still try and be realistic for sure. I want to return to what you said basically about, so there are two things. Number one, I think the idea that like, that sex is something that a man like earns after a certain period of time or whatever, maybe that it's like a reward. Like, I do feel like that's a super problematic and super like common belief that some people hold. Mm -hmm. For me, I care how it affects the woman. Like I care how the woman feels. And for me, like what I- sounds bad at all. (laughs) I mean, like, I just, I think the guy is like, usually a guy meets you, they're attracted to you. Like they are looking to sleep with you. If they (laughs) happen to get to know you along the way and decide that you're someone that they like see a real thing with, like that they're, that for them, it's like, that's great. But I think you need to know yourself as a woman and just say, am I, and I always say this, I'm like, are you a Charlotte or are you a Samantha? Because if you're mm-hmm. a Samantha and there are Samanthas out there, if you're a Samantha and you can literally mm-hmm. sleep with someone that within an hour of meeting them and it's not yeah. going to bother you if you never hear from them again, have fun, like go yeah. for it. But if you know yourself deep down and you know that like, if you sleep with them and don't hear from them again, it will bother you. Then I suggest mm-hmm. like, wait until you know that you're going to hear from them again. Wait until you yeah. feel confident enough and like, just do what's best for you. Like do what you need to like, you know, keep yourself feeling good And like, Mm -hmm. if at any point you're not feeling good, you got to be out. Like, that's kind of my view on it. I don't think there's like a timeline. I don't think there's like a certain number of days. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree 100%. I think that's great. I unfortunately have the heart of a Charlotte with the libido of a Samantha. Sometimes sometimes those things do come into contradiction with each other, but it's also, it's like, it totally depends on how I feel about the guy too. Cause I could sleep with a guy and I was like, yeah, this is just casual. I don't care about this person if they ever text me again. But then there are others where I'm like, oh, damn it. Like I really want this one to work out. So yeah, I think it just depends. And it's the same for them too. You know, like it doesn't necessarily mean because you sleep with them on the first day, they're gonna be like, okay, I got what I want. Now I'm out. I mean, some men do that, but fuck them. I don't want to date yeah, them. Anyway, like- you know? If they, it's like if they were seriously considering dating you until you slept with them and because right. you slept with them at a certain interval, they're like, mm, no, mm-hmm. like that's not a good guy. Like that's right. not someone you want to be with. No, absolutely. Okay. Let us talk about, speaking of how it's rough out there, can we talk about, can we talk about the dating apps? Which dating apps are you oh on? God. Which ones do you like or dislike the most and why? Are there any apps you okay. avoid? What's the situation? So I am currently on Tinder, Bumble j swipe which is like jewish how is j swipe (laughs) i mean honestly i have a it was different for me in new york uh versus la but i think that's just more of a city thing again like just people in la being more hands-off and flaky like whereas people are a little more proactive in new york but it's more or less the same thing as tinder just with a more niche crowd um i mean tinder i feel like is still like just the broadest 
Yeah, everybody's on it. Justice for Tinder, I always say. Yeah, I agree. Like everyone's on there. Like you can find any type of connection, which I mean is sometimes ideal for me because I'm open to sort of anything, you know, like I am ultimately looking for the real deal, which is what I tell guys, but I'm still open to more casual stuff in the meantime. Um, So yeah, I mean, I feel like with all the dating apps, whoever's on there is just luck of the draw. Like sometimes you'll be swiping right on a bunch of guys and other times it's just like, no, there is literally no one here that can do anything for me. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't like Hinge. I don't know why a lot of people really like Hinge. Yeah, a lot of like shit on Hinge lately. Not you, but like I've heard a lot Uh of people, so many TikToks about like Hinge sucks right now and no one can really put their finger on why. But like, what is your thesis on this? I don't know. Maybe it's just, it moves a little too slow for me. I also think the lack of the double blind match, like a lot of people like it because it like makes people like more confident that the other person likes them. But I feel like it also makes people a little more hesitant to send that like because they're a little oh that's true I forgot it's like the yeah yeah and it's also like I don't know there's something about the human brain where we want what we can't have so if someone's sending us a like and we see it it's sort of like okay like what's with this person that they want me like a little more than I want them I don't know it's that also I just was noticing the guys on there were politically moderate which I can't really roll with so I was like I just can't do this I tried it twice I got a MAGA guy yesterday I got a fucking MAGA guy yeah no I mean like men don't even look at the profiles half the times they're just looking at the picture and swiping which is also what I don't like about Bumble I also feel like there's a lot of people on there so I am on there but at the same time you do have those lazy men that aren't looking at anyone's profile until they get a match until that girl sends a message which is also what drives me crazy when men will be like oh like girls will just come in and just say hi they won't say anything interesting like yeah motherfucker not only is that how you start a conversation by saying hello to someone but also this app enables the women to do all the work and you guys to just come right and they're still complaining they're still complaining like you have nothing to do here like just say hi back (laughs) like even if you're not so sure like at least the match will be saved that's another thing that drives me crazy is i'm not beholden to dating apps within 24 hours sometimes i'll get a match and i just won't have the time to go back on there and see who matched me and message them so the match doesn't disappear after 24 hours right right yeah i'm was on bumble like before my last relationship i was on bumble forever and then i just stopped using it because i like i don't i don't like the idea of like it, it already makes it so I swear to God, Bumble is designed by a man like they make it so easy for the guy. He, he just sits there and he looks at like all the girls in his inbox who like, you know, send him high or send him some like and then my friends will talk about like trying to come up with like openers like, oh, what should I say? So he'll notice me. And I'm just like, this no. could never be me. This could never, never. be me. I can't I take never it. come up with a clever opener unless there's something specific in their profile that I can relate to or have like a response to. But yes. I never like sit there and be like, oh, I have to get this guy's attention like no just no. Away. same thing with like on tinder like if i mm. really like if i like a guy th- that enough to message first i won't be anything like over the top or elaborate I'll just be a little high with a smiley face and if he's interested he can engage simple yes. as that yes I'm all for like less, I'm like less work. Like, cause I do truly believe like, and this is a little bit like fucking nineties rules of me, but like, Mm -hmm. I do notice that it's so true. Like the less interested I am in a guy, like it's always the guy that you're literally not into and you ignore Mm -hmm. and you're like rude to, and it's in your DMS for 25 years and you don't (laughs) respond. That's the guy that like, like is obsessed. No, for sure. But that's the thing. Like, I don't know if you're, cause again, you're a little more aloof than me, but like when I really like a guy, which is rare, like it's, I know I have to like, calm it down like not show all my cards too soon because I know like the intensity can scare them away but at the same time it's 
like I want what I want, you know, I don't want to just sit around and pretend I don't care. So it's, it's that constant battle for me between I'm going to go get what I want versus what's meant for me will find me. So those two things I feel like are always in competition with each other. In I totally agree. People. It's yes, like, yeah, going after what you want versus like, well, for me, it's like hard. Cause I feel like in my life and like work and like everywhere else, I'm like girl boss mm-hmm. queen. So like, I yeah. don't know how to not be a girl boss with dating, but I'm trying to stop mm-hmm. because I just feel like every time I do, I end up getting like used or hurt or like, I don't know how to explain it. No, I I totally get it for sure. Yeah. It's like, you're putting in all this effort only to end up just back where you started. I mean, it's just, it's exhausting. It's demoralizing, you know, I get it. So I definitely get the urge to like be more passive and just not care as much, Um, which I'm kind of in that place now that I think that is because I'm coming off of really liking a guy who just wasn't interested. He was not a shitty guy, which was helpful. He's still a nice person, but I'm just kind of like, nah, like unless someone's really intriguing me, like I still have the apps, but I've sort of taken like a mental step back from them every once in a while. I'll get on and swipe because yeah, it's just like when you're just not in that space and when you're still sort of, I guess, kind of like weighed down by the negativity and the negative experience of it it's just yeah. it's not worth it like you know I like- took like a month off like this mm-hmm. past month because I was like busy and out of town and it was like my mental health was so improved and then like yeah. I immediately get back to the city I'm like oh, okay I'm gonna go on some dates yeah. go on some dates and it's just like exhausting and I'm yeah. like I'm back to feeling like whereas when I wasn't thinking about it number one sperm web was active we'll talk about sperm web yeah. obviously yeah, but then number course. two <laughs> they like I I actually felt like I was like attracting more people to me or like I was having more fun with friends or like I was meeting more guys naturally because I wasn't yeah. like freaking out about it or I wasn't like feeling negative or I don't know. It's- yeah, well, I feel like with that law of attraction stuff, like I don't think it's necessarily like manifesting anything from the universe that really is the power there. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Like I'm Jewish, but I'm also kind of agnostic when it comes to like spirituality. Like I do believe in some of that stuff, but also beholden to like science and philosophy and more practical earthly things. But I feel like with that kind of stuff, it really, it's not necessarily something spiritual that you're affecting. It's your behavior when you sort of like just kind of disengage from trying to impress people and you're more interested in others and, you know, fulfilling experiences. Like you just sort of come off, like you just give that energy off to other people and it sort of brings it into you. Like, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, yeah. Like there's a lot like that's sort of like subconscious that you're not aware of, you know, was, whereas you're, if you're really concerned with impressing someone, whether it's a guy or a group of friends, you know, sometimes you can withdraw and be too concerned with what you're saying. Whereas, you know, if you kind of assume that, oh, people like me and I'm going to have a good time, then you sort of give off that energy. And yeah. you know, obviously there's extremes on that end too. You're just an asshole, but yeah, I think, you know, if you're disengaged from the dating apps, you take a break and, you know, you're just going to focus on yourself, meet with friends, have, you know, take up some new hobbies. And yeah, I definitely think that can be good. Um, it's hard for me sometimes also, because I do want children and there is a biological clock in play. Like I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I've got time. Women have babies in their forties. and like, I don't have money for those fertility treatments. Like I want to be able to have the option to have, yes. you know, more than one or two. Um, so that does, that can be a stressor here or there, but you know, you definitely like can't let it completely ruin your dating experience or force you to settle. Cause I mean, maybe there's some women out there. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people out there who are just very agreeable and can find anyone and make it work, but yeah, that's not, that's not me. <laughs> 
I don't know, I'm paying attention, you know, which is- I think it's a good thing. I would honestly, I feel like a lot of people do like not pay attention. Then they wake up when they're like 45 and they're like, wait, what? Like, what did I do? You know what I yeah. mean? Right. No, for sure. Um, I mean, which is also like, again, with the people on TikTok, we were talking about like, I do kind of get to an extent because it's it's mostly Gen Z that's on there. And I get why they are so judgmental and hyperbolic because I do remember being that age, you know, when you're in your formative years, you're determining who I am, what moral principles guide me. So I get why they can sometimes be a little extra unjudgmental when it comes to that. But at the same time, they have that judgment in their pocket 24 seven, where at least like if we wanted to engage with that, we had to like go to the family computer, log on, you know, they just have it all the time. And not just Gen Z, but the entire world, we're just exposed to so much information all the time that our feeble-minded brains have just not evolved at the same level as technology. So when you're constantly stressed and just overwhelmed, I can get why someone saying something mildly, offensive or even completely harmless on TikTok of all places could just completely set you off. Like, no, that's not okay. That's offensive. I just can't take it like that seriously. So like my night job in college was like cold calling people at dinner time and like asking for money for the fund. And so like, Uh and I mean, people will say insane shit to you when you call asking for money for a school that they've already like paid for their kid to go to, or they've already paid to go to. I mean, Someone told me I should kill myself. Like I am oh, yeah, not absolutely. Yeah, I work like service <laughs> hospitality. Yeah. yeah. It's not a nightmare. Yeah, by any means. I mean, I feel like everyone should do it. Yes. Once in their lives, like for sure, because you learn a lot about yourself and others. Uh, but yeah, no, it's really insane the things people will say when they're not face to face with you. Yeah, it's wig. It's yeah. wig. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, okay. We do have to talk about ghosting because that's the reason you're here. So I know. <laughs> having such great conversations no i know this is good shit we have good we have good points we've made so okay so i originally for those who are listening who didn't see tiktok i originally made a tiktok and i was like making fun of people who send these like long paragraphs to guys that have like ghosted them from a dating app or from wherever like after a couple of dates um and i was like oh i'm sure you really like taught him a lesson and i think like my point being like i don't really care like if after a guy goes to you like I think you should do whatever you need to do to like feel Mm. better. Like, and if it makes you feel better and it's truly like for you and it gets it off your chest and like, you feel like you're able to move on as a result of it. If you send that long text, it's not something I would personally do, but if it makes you feel good, do it. I just think that people are delusional if they think they're teaching the guy a lesson. Like, I don't think the guy cares. I think the guy is like a dick because he, if someone's going to (laughs) ghost you and treat you like that badly, like if someone's a dick to you, like you're not going to make them not a dick by like, you know what I mean? That's my issue. I don't think we're teaching them anything. I think we should do what makes us like feel good. Right. Yeah. No, I think we're pretty much in agreement on that. Like it shouldn't be for them. Like you shouldn't go in believing that you're really going to like make a point, but you know, if it makes you feel better and you want to get your point across or say your piece, I mean, I think like if you're just impulsively like attacking him verbally, like that's not going to really serve anyone. I I get the urge, believe me. Um, But yeah, I think you have to be realistic about it. But, you know, if someone really hurts you and we already touched on this, you know, I don't think vulnerability is a sign of weakness or, you know, showing your cards and be like, yeah, this really upset me. Um, You know, please don't do it again. I think that's fair. Uh, You know, I did have one guy um, there's actually one of my early videos about this, which I kind of laughed because uh, the video I took down was so much more tame. My response to this guy who unfollowed me versus my absolute 
unhinged. Like I think it was two paragraph text I sent this guy who ghosted me because I had met him and I specifically told him, it was actually in the aftermath of the fallout with the guy uh, from Instagram. And I told him like, listen, like, cause it was meant to be casual. He was getting over a thing with an ex. And I was like, I'm totally cool with whatever, you know, just please. The one thing I asked you is communicate, just be honest Ugh, with me. They if never you, do. Yeah. Like, and honestly, which is what, like another thing that, like, cause they're just going to say whatever it is they have to sometimes to close the deal, which again, like that's the whole thing. That's the point I forgot that fell out of my head when we were talking about uh, sleeping with them. Uh, because a lot of times they're just going to say whatever it is they need to say to do that. And doesn't matter how long you make them wait, you know? Yeah. Again, yes. That's on them. That's not on you. Like, it's not like you should have made him wait longer. And all of a sudden he'd wake up and realize you're and be a good person. Like yeah. So again, that's another reason why like there shouldn't be these constraints about when women decide to sleep with men. But I told this guy, like, just be honest with me. If you change your mind, you're not interested. That's cool. Please just let me know because I was sick of all the bullshitting. I'd also caught the fourth guy, uh, the fourth guy in my dating career who was cheating on his wife. So that had happened. Oh my God. Oh my God. I have a whole TikTok about that. Uh, yeah. It's like a two-parter. Uh, that was a good story though, because his, his wife and I were on the same page. Like we had the receipts. We were not letting him get away with anything. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. He was one of those guys who was very smart, very charming, was used to getting his way. And when mm. we control the narrative. Yeah. So that's on my TikTok. Um, but anyways, back to the initial point, this video's on there too, where I was completely insane. Um, because literally like the day after, and of course, after he's telling me like, he thinks he's too sensitive, you know, like playing the nice guy. And a few days later when I'm like, cause he said like, Oh, let's hang out later in this week. I think it was like after the 4th of July holiday. And I was like, Oh, Hey, how was your 4th of July? And he responded and answered. And I was like, Oh, so do you still want to get together later this week? And again, completely ignores me. The one fucking thing I asked him not to do when I told him I'm in this vulnerable place, like, please don't fuck with me. And he did exactly that and just threw it in my face. And so after a few days, like when I was like seething, I literally sent him like this fucking diatribe. Be like, you know, like you did the one thing I asked you not to do. Like, you think you're this nice guy. You're being so selfish. You're acting like the worst of them. I told you I was okay if you didn't want to do anything further. And I just completely let it out. And that was the early days of my TikTok. So the few people who did see it, there were some of them that were like, oh, well, imagine if you got that from a guy, imagine if the genders were reversed. I was like, okay, then you'd also have to imagine we live in a world where women have the upper hand, where we're paid more, where our lives are not in danger. Like, no, the genders are not reversed. I'm clearly punching up here, people. Like, that's another comment I get a lot. Like, oh, imagine if a man said it's like, this. No, 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 it wouldn't be the same. Like, it, it would, would not, not be, be the same. same. It was a different context. Um but yeah, I just completely let him have it. And like he blocked me initially, but then he unblocked me a few days later. I haven't talked to him since then. Like, the unblocking. I, right. Interesting. Right. Like, I haven't talked to him since then. And one of the comments on that video is like, well, he's probably just laughing uh, with his friends at your words. I'm like, let him laugh. I don't fucking care. <laughs> like this guy means nothing to me. If he ran into me on the street, he'd be afraid, which. Yes. Yeah. This is the issue. This is the crux of the issue for me. And what you said is so true. Like they don't, the reason that, I have the, I have literally a text queued up in my notes app on my phone. Cause like, that's how many dates I'm literally going on right now where yeah. I'm after immediately, as soon as I know that I'm not interested in pursuing anything further with them, I send it right away. Like maybe I'll yeah. write something different, but it's literally just like, Hey, it's been really nice getting to know you. Hi. Like, unfortunately I don't see a future. It just closed the door for them so that they're not <laughs> wondering and like sitting there on the hook. Like I would never want to feel that way. So I don't want other people exactly. to feel that way. Exactly. How hard would it be for a man to send that text? It would not be hard. But the reason no. that they don't do it is because a lot of men have like, I call it like need to be a nice guy itis. Like, I don't know how to mm -hmm. explain it, but like, 
I have um I have a friend who we there was this guy in college who just like treated her absolutely horribly, like like really did her dirty and was like a very mm. mean person to her at times. We saw him like years later, um, yeah. like ran into him somewhere at like a social gathering. And I he I wouldn't say hi to him. And he came over to me. And I mean, all night he kept this is my best friend. This happened to he yeah. kept coming up to me and he was like, you know, I'm a good guy, right? Like, you know, I'm a good guy. You know, I'm a good guy. Like he couldn't let it go. He could not stand the idea of being thought of as not a nice guy or well, not a good he guy. Ever apologize? Never, of never. Course. Right. Sure. So it's like, and I think guys can't, they don't want to outright reject you because number one, they don't want to be, they hate being like mean to women because they can't stand being thought of as like a, not a nice guy, but then also they want to yeah. keep the door open yes. should they decide to like text exactly. you later and try to hook up. <laughs> exactly. You know, I think it's a combination of both those things um, because well, like um, the author, Adam Grant, who's written a lot of like nice, like psychological societal books. And he has these tweets that are amazing. He also posts them on Instagram. Uh, so I think a lot of people follow that for inspiration. I'm follow him. Yeah. He, oh, he's great. Yeah. His book um, originals about like, kind of, it's sort of similar to like outliers, like, you know, people who think and do things differently and why they're successful. And his most recent one, Think Again, is sort of about like challenging our kind of pop psychology perceptions and, you know, how to like be able to reassess and think critically. Uh, but he tweeted about ghosting. He said, you know, ghosting is selfishness plus cowardice. You know, it's literally taking away, like it, you're running and hiding from the confrontation, which I get it. Like it's uncomfortable. Like we don't value healthy communication in our society. We don't teach people how to communicate negative emotions without being perceived or coming off as passive aggressive or just rude. Um, so like, I get why they would want to avoid that. But at the same time, like you're really, you're just taking a definitive answer away from the other person. Like you're not avoiding the confrontation. You're just shoving it off onto them. So I definitely think like there is that element and I get it. It doesn't make it right though. A lot of people, both men and women will use the excuse. Oh, well, I rejected someone politely and they came back at me and, you know, swore at me. I was like, first of all, people are going to react like that. No matter if you say it politely or you ghost them, like yeah personality and that's on them like it you doing the right thing and them not like that doesn't invalidate that you did the respectful thing in that manner like you do what you have to do to be a good person like if they can't reciprocate and pay that in kind then fuck them like that's on them but it doesn't excuse you the next time around from not ghosting someone um and yeah i definitely think you know the guy who I had the like most recent who I was interested in, and he wasn't like, yes, he is genuinely nice guy. I do believe that. But when it came down to it and like, I just kind of like told him how he's feeling and sort of, you know, I already kind of knew he wasn't feeling the same way. If he wanted to, he would like just fucking tattoo it on my forehead. Um, but you know, I was like, okay, well, it's like, do you still want to just meet up and like get coffee? Cause I said, like, I have no expectations of you, you know, we don't really know each other. Um, and he wasn't quite comfortable with that, but he, instead of coming out and saying it, he was just placating me with all these excuses. And like, I did like push him probably more than I should have. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, dude, just come out and tell me, you know? And finally he admitted, it's like, yeah, I guess I'm not comfortable meeting in that context. And I'm just like, thank so you. Why do you have to pull that out why of him? Just, like pulling teeth, like again like he doesn't I he said like I didn't want to be a dick like, but in the end you're not being nice by making excuses because it it makes me question every kind thing you've ever said to me if I see how much bullshit you're giving me rather than just saying like yeah I think you're great but I just don't think it's a good idea or like wish you the best that type of thing but also because I believe he would like to leave the door open you know just have me on the back burner just in case um 
because yeah, men love an open tab. Like women, we want to know, we want to like close that What's door. What's going on? Yeah. Just tie <laughs> things up in a bow, have that closure. Whereas men, they want all options just available to them at will on the fly, whatever they need. So yeah. yeah. They do love to leave the door open. I think, oh my God, wait, what did you just say that was so good that I wanted to talk about? Oh, if he wanted to, he would. Yeah. Can we discuss this? Because I I literally live and die by that phrase, but I have kind of a different version. And I quite literally just made a TikTok about this before we jumped I on. That. Maybe because not. Here's an older one I'm thinking of that you made addressing. It, there's like a couple of them. Because I'm, yeah, because yeah, people are obsessed with being like, now it's like a thing where people are like, it's not true. Like, no, that's not valid because like there are all these reasons why. And I'm like, if you are looking for a reason to like justify your shitty boyfriend's behavior, like watch those TikToks because like the comment right. section is just full of women being like exactly like my husband is hitting me repeatedly because of his childhood trauma and it's like you gotta fucking go like not literally but you know what I mean like I'm being hyperbolic but it's (laughs) to the point where I'm just like I don't maybe maybe not if he wanted to he would because I think sometimes they want to but they just don't because they're fucking lazy or they don't like you enough or whatever it may be I prefer to say if he could he would and if he can't it doesn't fucking matter why it, yeah. you don't have to date him. Like, this is my thing. Like people have their issues, right? Of course. Like right. we all have like, you know, our own baggage that we carry with us throughout life. And men have that too. Like they have, you know, maybe they have a lot of the reasons they state are like, you know, it's like childhood trauma or like issues with emotional intimacy or whatever. Maybe there's like a mm-hmm. long litany of reasons. Yeah. I uh, honestly like, that's true. Some people have those issues. You don't have to date them. Like, right. and that doesn't have to be your problem. So like, if you've repeatedly like communicated to someone, like what you need from them or what you want from them, and they just cannot mm-hmm. deliver it to you, that's sad, but you don't have to be with them. You don't have to suffer. Right. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, again, like we all have our flaws, but you know, at the same time, if this is detrimental and toxic to you as a person or to your relationship, and they are not willing to work on it, if you've expressed like, Hey, this is hurting me, or this is really bad for our future, you know, that if they're not going to do the work, then yeah, you definitely do have to walk away because, you know, over time, you're just going to get bitter and resentful and be unhappy and the relationship's going to die anyways. It's just a matter of whether you walk away today or you walk away in 10 years, you know, those relationships where you can like totally tell like, yes, could end tomorrow. This could end like 10, 20 years down the road, but it is not going to end well when it does, you know? My favorite is like when it's married people and they're trying to like give you advice and I'm like, no, no, I don't want your advice. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to replicate this. Like, no, we wanted to talk about that too, about like when people in relationships and married people like try and give you advice. Like, honestly, I get that a lot of it is well-meaning, but at the same time, it's like whatever you did to find your man, whatever you did to be quote unquote successful does not guarantee anyone else's success like so much of it is just luck and timing like it's not necessarily have anything to do with you all of a sudden putting positive energy out there like shut up like they've always they always like met their husband when they were like 12 years old and they've been together since then and they're like have you tried tinder and it's like in fact I have Francine like it's just this like Like, oh yeah it was when I was least expecting it when I was just like Mm -hmm. working on myself and it was just like okay I I bet I literally had a good decade where I was not expecting it and uh still nothing still still nothing (laughs) yeah so yeah I I do wish uh, a lot of them would just stop I I mean like there's there's again there's like dating advice like you know like oh did you like try this and that but then there's like the advice where it's meant to be like indicative that you're doing something wrong. It's, you know, sort of like, oh, like there must be a problem here. 
that needs to be fixed. And that's just the advice. And I'm like, no, because again, it's, it's not a problem. Like being single <laughs> does not mean there's something inherently wrong with you. And also just because people aren't single does not mean that they themselves or their relationships aren't severely messed up, you know? <laughs> yes. It's not an indication of your character or your worth. So some dating app questions. How long do you think people, sh how long do you ideally want to chat on the app before going on a date? I have kind of a, I've, I really wildly vary on this. I used to be super strict and I would be like four messages each. If they haven't asked me out, I'm done. Now I'm like, I'll chat a little bit longer, especially on Hinge, which as you said, is like so much slower moving, yeah. but how soon is too soon? How long is too long? I mean, I don't, I guess I just kind of like get a little bored and impatient if plans aren't made after a certain amount of time. I don't think, again, it's all very personal because there are no rules. Um, but I personally do get like a little anxious if like we're just going back and forth because again, I don't need a pen pal. Like right. shit, or, shit or get off the pot, dude. Like, I stop responding after like, I mean, you gotta know in your gut. Like after a while, I just stop responding because I'm like, why are, what are we, you know, like right. who are you? Yeah, even? and like there are, oftentimes there'll be occasions where I'm going back and forth. We have a good rapport and either I'll get distracted with something or the conversation sort of comes to a bit of a pause and I'll just sort of like let it go. And if they're not going to pick it up again, again, unless I really like them and like do want to like kind of force it. Um, but if they're not going to pick it up again, then it's just like, what's the point in coming back to it? You know, if you're not going to just go ahead and make plans. Um, I mean, I think some people do think it's too soon to meet in person. Um, if, you know, it's a safety thing for a lot of people. Um, they're a little stressed about running off to meet someone at a bar too quickly. I, think like whereas guys it's like yeah I just want to get to know you quicker you know like why waste time going back and forth like you know when you meet someone in person you can probably tell a lot quicker if the chemistry is there so I, I get both arguments I get both sides um but for me I guess it just depends on the dynamic I'm having like within the chat um you know if, the, if I do feel like it's a good vibe and for whatever reason they just haven't suggested like let's hang out then I'll say like oh do you want to like grab drinks at, like maybe next week or in this area like just casually throw it out there which I do think throws some of them and then they have to like fumble because maybe they weren't planning on asking that and again like if you're gonna say yes just to be nice and then flake or you know give me an excuse like okay but I'm not coming back to you like I'll either let the conversation die and unmatch you a few weeks later or you know just leave it open indefinitely but yeah yeah Definitely don't want to waste time on guys who aren't going to like intentionally make plans agreed it's so many people on the apps just for like chatting validation swiping like yeah i think a huge yeah. number of people are just on there for like bullshit reasons yeah for sure like seeking validation or just you know or you know maybe it's not even them in the picture you know they're just hiding behind a profile and have no intention of meeting so true do you have any like immediate dating app deal breakers um like I anything you see on the profile that you're just like no I, well, so I do have deal breakers. I mean, with the app specifically, um, I would say like, if it's just like a single picture or like a, just a couple pictures in an empty bio, that's pretty much a no for me. Like it's like make some effort. Like you can't even like do the bare minimum to put right. like, one sentence in your bio, which my bio is not long or complicated. You know, sometimes really long bios are a little off-putting too, but like do something, like have a few decent pictures. Like, so I know you're real, but also right. I know you give a shit. Um, also, I don't like when men sort of describe what you should be like, like, oh, you should be this, this and that in order for me to swipe right. It's like, no, you show me who you are. I'll decide if I'm into that or not. Like, don't yeah. tell me what I should do or what I should be to impress you. Like, right. Your profile should be of yourself. Right. Exactly. So that's usually an immediate no. Also, if the pictures are blurry 
Um, like it's very clear that they were taking with a digital camera 10 years ago. I swear to God, like men don't think, I think it's because they're not taught to be constantly obsessed and concerned with their image the way women are. So they think we won't notice when we meet them in person and they're 10 years older than the picture or their profile even says they are. Like I've had so much of that happen where I get to the date and it's very clear. Like you're not as old as you say you are, or that's an old picture. That's not what you look like today. Yes. Um, so if, yeah, if it's a blurry picture, it looks old then I just try and avoid that entirely. Uh, but I do have, I did another TikTok about this actually. Uh, so I have like three solid deer breakers that I adhere to that aren't app specific. And I asked them these questions. Uh, number one is who did you vote for in the last election? Because again, like the MAGA people. Um, so if I'm a political person, it's for your own sake, honestly, dude, like you would not enjoy dating me if you don't align with me politically or if you're apolitical too, because it's like- it's Yeah, just how can you be of, apolitical right now though? I mean, God, you know, I see it in Bumble too. It's what left people who identify as apolitical. But yeah, so there's that. And then the second question I asked is, are you a feminist? And I just want a very matter of fact, yes on this. Like obviously if it's a no, then it's immediate no for me too. But I don't want you to mansplain to me the importance of feminism. Like it should- Thank be you. you. Thank you. <laughs> This is the king. Yeah. You, I'm okay with if I ask them, "Are you a feminist?" and they say yes, that's amazing. But if yeah. they open, if they are like um, what am I, proactively say like mm -hmm. I am a feminist and mansplain it to you, I'm not interested because that's the worst kind of guy. Exactly. Yeah, it's just performative shit. Like I don't trust you to actually know what you're talking about to actually like be there on the same page with me. Yeah, like it again. It should be obvious. Like of course, and like that's it. I don't need to know why because it's obvious why. Uh, yeah. So, and then the third question is, do you readily and willingly perform oral sex? And if it's do you not ask again, on the first date, when do you ask them? No, I, it depends on the context when I ask them. But yeah, I, I at some point I usually do. I mean. Let's be real. Sometimes like we get to that point before I ask them that specific question. But if I find out that the answer is no there, then yeah. So those are my three main deal breakers. Um, on a more serious note, I, it's not an, like, it's not a deal breaker for me entirely at this point, but it would be ideal for me to have someone Jewish. So I actually wrote a piece about this on Medium on how like I'm sort of getting to an age because I sort of had a friends with benefits situation where he wasn't Jewish and it was sort of like on the back of my mind, like it would be different. Like what if he were interested in something more, where would we go with this? So it's not something I'm ruling out entirely, um, but it's definitely something I'm aware of when I date, um, you know, have that conversation. If I do see there's like more potential there, uh, then I have that conversation earlier on. That's yeah. they stand with it. I want to be with someone that like, is it's going to be easy. Like it's going to be easy to yeah. have them be a part of my life. We're going to agree on most things. Like whether that's like religion, whether that's politics, whether that's like your values, whatever it may be. Right. Like, I'm like, I think it's going to be easier if like we have enough things that are different to keep it interesting, mm -hmm. but enough like in common that it's, it's just going to feel like familiar. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, as much as I like love diversity and traveling and learning about different cultures, you know, that still is something that's important to me to, you know, pass on. Like, funny enough, my dad wasn't even Jewish. Um, so that was sort of something like my mom like would always you know, kind of impose on me that it might be ideal because uh, her family's very religious. So that was a whole thing. It's matrilineal though, right? I feel like it is. Exactly. It's matrilineal. So I'm Jewish. Like, it's not a problem for me, but you're, it's still like in the religious community, you just don't marry out that yeah. thing. So yeah, I mean, like my mom definitely like 
learned, I guess, from that, so to speak. I mean, my dad passed away when I was a kid. Um, and also he was pretty agnostic. It's not like we were being raised in two faiths. Um, but you know, it was hard for her to like be the only one sort of passing that on. Um, and it's not even necessarily like a religious thing for me. Um, because like I bet on a date with a guy whose father was Jewish, his mother wasn't, uh, but he still had like the heritage and the culture and he had learned some Hebrew and he like knew a lot of the history. And so he's like said, like, well, is that a problem for you? I was like, as far as I'm concerned, you're in like maybe yeah. my Orthodox relatives wouldn't agree with it. Um, but you know, it's more like just that like heritage and like that sort of like intuitive sense. So I'm not having to constantly explain that part of myself to people. Cause I grew up doing that. I grew up in a very like kind of bland waspy, somewhat Catholic, but mostly waspy area. Oh, um, really? Yeah, like okay, I'm laughing because I went to 17 bar mitzvahs. Like I had to buy like yeah, all these dresses and like wear them in rotation. Oh my god! What part of Jersey did you grow up in? Uh, Union County. Oh my god! So like yeah. Westfield, super Jewish. Super. Yeah, it's yeah, very so, Jewish. I mean, there are Jews in Syracuse and like in higher populations in some of the other suburbs, just not the one I grew up in. Like there's definitely those suburbs where there were those 17 bat mitzvahs in one year. But where I grew up, I graduated like 800 kids. It was maybe like me, my best friends and like two or three other kids in the class who were Jewish. Oh my gosh. And yeah. There was hardly any diversity, like hardly any black or Asian kids. You know, so I didn't had... know that like only 2% of Americans were Jewish until I left like the New yeah. Jersey, New York area. Like I, I remember like reading that at some point when I moved to Texas, cause I was like, what's going on? And I was right. like, I was like 2%. I was like, I thought it was like 75%. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I thought. I'm like That's 18 amazing. years old. I'm like, hello. Like, well, like that was also like meaningful to me, especially doing like youth groups as a teenager and then like moving to Manhattan. Like I went to NYU, super Jewish, like having that community, you know, where people just kind of got it. And it wasn't like an exotic or oddity thing, you know, to have that Jewish community around. I mean, that is what I love about like New York and LA, which, you know, as much as people want to say we live in a bubble, like, no, we come into contact with people who are different from us every single day in every single way. Whereas other parts of the country, it's literally all the same people. You never leave. They're never challenged. You know, they yeah. think that this is the way the rest of the world is. Um, and they vote like that. So yeah, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that will be considered no matter what but it's not a deal breaker at this point <laughs> yeah no i feel you it's like you have to know what you're I, I always say like you can have your deal breakers you just have to be willing to like concede in other areas like for me my mm -hmm. like stupid stupid deal breaker has always been height i can't explain it oh no it's, I, I, it's terrible no and i get it because like again height was never a thing for me but I understand like what you mean, because for me, it's not height, but it's hair. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like a bald guy. I just, I can't. And you know, what? I, I feel bad about it because like sometimes I'll make an exception if the profile is great. And I think there are other things there, but it's just something within me. So I don't have it when I see a guy's height. Like it's not something that really registers with me unless he's significantly shorter than me or just exceedingly tall. But I get like why other women notice that. And it's a thing. And, you know, as much as I feel bad about it, it's also like think of all the stupid shit that men notice about women and like, yeah, like, yeah, try and have these constraints and, you know, judgments around our physical appearance so yeah no I get it for sure I mean if it is a good guy in every other way then yeah you still have to give him a chance but you can also like think about it from a guy's perspective like would he do the same thing if it's something that he doesn't like you know but dude I, I absolutely not that's the right. thing yeah, that's if the they thing. weren't physically attracted to you they wouldn't be swiping yeah, on they you wouldn't no that's the thing uh like women we're so accommodating we try and like 
go out on a limb and give people a chance. And, you know, we wrestle with it back and forth. Like, oh, I'm not really attracted. He's such a nice person. Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll go on a date. I'll see where it goes. Whereas guys, they never have those moral ethical dilemmas when it comes to it. It's either a yes or it's a no. It's so true. I, I need to not feel as guilty about it because I do. I just want to be honest with myself. Like I, and it's not just hype, but it's just like attraction in general. Like I need to be honest with myself about like when I'm, I'm truly like I'm 10 for 10, like whatever I'm, I know every single time I always know in advance when I see the photo, I see the profile, I know if I'm going to be attracted to them or not. And yeah. I go and meet up and I've never been wrong. I have never been wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always know. So I'm like, why am I fighting against this? Like, why am I, you know, being like, oh, we'll give him a chance, even though I literally would never want to kiss him in a million years. Like, why am I doing that? You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, that is a benefit. It's a con and a benefit when I do like find a guy who like, I do have that immediate attraction to. And then I find out like, oh, actually he is pretty good on paper. And then it doesn't work out. And I go back into the dating world. It's like, you know, like, yes, there is a chance that I could be attracted to someone. I go on a date and he's terrible and I can move on. But at the same time, I do want to have those like strong feelings for the person that I'm dating or the person who I'm going to end yeah. up with. Like, I get that sometimes you can grow into that. Um, but at the same time, you know, guys wouldn't consider that. So I don't want it to be like, you know, I, I thought he was unattractive, but I sort of grew into like him after. Yeah. Period. Like, do you want to tell your kids? Like, I thought he was fucking ugly, but I went. There are women who do that though. That's the, Oh thing. yeah. You know? And it's not, I don't know. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Like he's a good guy. Um, but again, it's just men don't give us the same consideration. You know, they don't think like, eh, like she's not as cute, but she's really, and I, and I wouldn't you want know? him to, I wouldn't want a guy to be, to think I was like ugly or unattractive and right. then like, give me a chance anyway. And like, know that that was right. how he felt. I want us both to be attracted to each other. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do a quick round of hot or just in charge. And then okay, Jamie, we have so much to talk about. I wish we could talk about more, but we're going to run out of time. Um, I have to come back. This is so you fun. do have to come back. I fucking love the brutal podcast is so fun because we have no rules. We've no ads. Like we don't do anything. Like we just talk about we shit. Do what we want. Um, we're okay. in charge. We're in charge. <laughs> All right. So for the listeners who have not played this game before, although you really should have been on my TikTok by now, hot or just in charge is my, my theory that all men are either, you know, they're hot, they're in charge, they're neither, or they're both. And being in charge is a vibe. It's like a it's not quite BDE. It's like something else. It's like they're, it's like leadership. It's like, if you're on the Oregon trail, like you would trust that they would be driving your wagon train in the right direction. Um, and also hot to me is not just about being physically attractive because there are handsome, attractive men who are not like hot quote unquote, in my opinion. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of the premise of the game. We have three that we've come up with. Let's do Okay, Jacob Alordi from he's in Euphoria, right? The youth, yes, the youth know. Euphoria, who's in the kissing booth. Uh, yeah, um, I think hot, not in charge. I have to agree. He's not yeah. in charge yet. Maybe no. in the future. Yeah, maybe there's potential there. I don't know. I think it depends on the direction his acting career takes. Whether he like you know comes into like a more serious, more like a Leo DiCaprio vibes, where yes. he starts as more like the baby face, but no one took him seriously, and then he really proved himself. But yeah, for now, just hot. He is hot. I'll give him that. He's hot. He's very hot. I agree. But yeah, I'm not getting in charge. It's like, it's too many, too, he's like modelizing a little bit. He's doing a little yeah. model day. Like I'm kind of over it. Like I'm, we'll see what happens. Like we'll give it some, some years to like marinate. Yeah. All right. Hugh Jackman. He's on my mind right now. Okay. Hugh Jackman. I do think he's hot. I mean, I always thought he was hot. Cause you know, he had those uh, Broadway vibes, which, you know, I'm kind of into, um, 
I, I'd give him in charge, you know, he seems like I trust him. I'd let him take the lead, you know? I, yeah. I'm going to give him both. I think he's in charge. I think he, I wasn't sure if he was in charge. I was truly mm-hmm. on the fence about this one. And then I saw the music man and I was like, oh, okay. he's in charge. He was yeah. carrying the show, dude. Like he was so charismatic just yeah. to be in the same room and like feel the energy. I was like, Whoa, oh, I had no idea. Uh, feel that energy. Yeah. No, he's, he's very talented. So agreed okay and last hotter just in charge we've got the rock dwayne johnson the rock the rock i mean i wouldn't i would never say he's not hot he's not my type um but i would say he's objectively hot uh, but i do think he's in charge in the very like um almost like someone who like you know has all that strength there both physically and emotionally but he doesn't have to resort to it like he can yeah. truly just be a nice, chill, laid back guy. Like he has that side of him if he needs to whip it out, but he's not relying and he's not leaning into that toxic stuff, you know? That is like the thesis of being in charge. That's yeah, the whole way. Absolutely. That's yeah. so true. It's like an alpha male if it weren't corrupted by toxic masculine bullshit. <laughs> like what an That's... actual alpha male should be. Exactly. Exactly. That's what in charge is. Oh my yeah, god! Okay, no, I think yeah, the the Rock is a good guy. I'd, I'd like. I him. think so too. Like, I just picture him like holding kittens and babies. Yeah, and... exactly. Yeah, girl, dad, very sweet. Yeah, I do like that. Okay, so with our final moments, what is, in your opinion, what is the most brutal truth about dating that you think people are unwilling to admit or accept? Oh God! Only a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> most brutal truth um honestly i would just say it's one of those things it's gonna suck until you're out of it you know like it's just and actually this is something i talk about with my therapist you know like you just have to accept that this is going to be something that's frustrating as long as you're dating and you know waiting for that ideal match like yeah it's, it's gonna suck it's not going to be easy they're gonna be good times and bad times but overall you know you just kind of have to have to accept that this is going to be frustrating. Hopefully, you know, you'll come out with something to show for it in the end. If you don't, you know, that's why you don't invest all of your time and all of your life into finding a significant other. You have to stand on your own, but yeah, it's brutal out there. It's going to suck for a little bit. Um, but hopefully, you know, you have some good moments that make it worth it in the meantime and you achieve your long-term objective and never have to go out there again. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta embrace the suck. I love it. Yeah. So good. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much. This is so fun. I wish we could do a part two. We should do a part two. Yes, no, I would love that if we have like a sequel. We'll do a sequel. Road. We'll have people like writing questions on TikTok and we'll answer them. Yeah, for sure. No, that would be great. Oh my God. Well, okay. Where can everyone find you? You're at text with shitty men on Instagram and TikTok. Yes. Instagram and TikTok text with shitty men. Uh, my Instagram is significantly less populated than my TikTok, but also I, fo- I post like funny memes on Instagram and stuff. So like there's fun content there that's not on TikTok, but yeah, you can find me in both those locations. And also if you click on the link in my bio, both those places, I write like personal essays and have some other content. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Of course. My God. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Talk soon.